Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Yellow Pages' first quarter 2021 earnings release call. Today's conference call contains forward-looking information about Yellow Pages' outlook, objectives, and strategy. These statements are based on assumptions and are subject to important risks and uncertainties. Yellow Pages' actual results could differ materially from expectations discussed. The details of Yellow Pages' caution regarding forward-looking information, including key assumptions and risks, can be found in Yellow Pages' management discussion and analysis for the first quarter of 2021. This call is being recorded and webcast, and all of the disclosure documents are available on the company's website and on CDAR. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. David Eckert, President and Chief Executive Officer. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, today we'd like to talk about two things, and then we'll be very happy to take all your questions. Uh, first, uh, we'd like to talk about our first quarter results. Uh, we feel that we've had another a good quarter. And second, we'd like to talk about some of the plans that we're announcing today uh, to, uh, to uh, get some uh, cash back to our, uh, our shareholders uh, and our uh, pension plan. Uh, as for the quarter, uh, we had, we think, very good earnings this quarter. Our EBITDA uh, came in at 36% of revenue, very healthy level. Uh, uh, we feel that's in spite of uh, our making uh, all appropriate investments in the business for, for now and into the future. Um, we're happy to report that on the revenue side, we continued for the second quarter in a row since uh, we took a little hit from COVID. Um, favorable bending of the revenue curve. Um, also, uh, and, and on this item, we don't, um, we don't publish uh, uh, statistics, um, but uh, I can report that we've seen some promising trends in our bookings, and of course, it's the bookings, the actual bookings that we get that are the uh, leading indicator of our reported revenue as, as they turn into reported revenues in future quarters. Um, we also uh, continue to have an ever-growing uh, balance of cash. Uh, at the end of April, uh, our cash balance was approximately $181 million. Um, we, uh, as we've said repeatedly, uh, we will be debt-free uh, in a few weeks. Uh, we uh, have uh, laid the arrangements to completely repay all the rest of our interest-bearing debt uh, this uh, excludes accounting for lease obligations, uh, and uh, that will occur on the 31st of May, so just a, a few weeks from now. Um, that's a face amount of $107 million, uh, uh, paying that off at par, uh, plus some uh, accrued interest. Uh, that leaves a, a goodly amount of cash, and we continue to generate a goodly amount of cash uh, generally every month. Um, I feel that having uh, paid off all the debt in a few weeks, uh, we've really rounded a corner uh, in the company and uh, we shift our attention 
we maintain our attention fiercely on our operations and on continuing to bend the revenue curve and continuing to generate uh, good profitability at the same time. Uh, but uh, that will be generating cash, we would expect. And so uh, uh, a part of our attention, our decisions are uh, what to do with that cash. And I'm very happy to report that uh, today we have some initial steps that we uh, are reporting uh, to uh, get some cash uh, to both uh, our, uh, our shareholders and to our defined benefit pension plan. First, on the shareholder front, uh, the Board of Directors has uh, enhanced its uh, uh, dividend policy, and this is not a technical declaration of a dividend. That will come in a few weeks, we would expect. That's our, our plan, our intention. Um, but the cash dividend uh, will be increasing from $0.11 cents per share per quarter to $0.15 cents per share per quarter. Um, second, um, uh, I think most all of you know that we have had a modest size normal course issuer bid uh, for our stock, and when that concludes, which is uh, in the month of August, uh, we plan to launch a larger normal course issuer bid. At that time, that would be to a scale of uh, uh, capped at approximately $16 million. Um, Third, uh, for our defined benefit pension plan, uh, our board has approved a voluntary incremental $4 million cash contribution into the plan this year in 2021, which would bring uh, our 2021 cash payments toward the plan's wind-up deficit to $6 million. Um, these cash infusions are part of a deficit reduction plan to increase the probability that the plan will be fully funded on a wind-up basis by 2030. Uh, right now, projections are that that would occur in 2045, but this plan would uh, be projected to fully fund uh, that wind-up by the year 2030. Uh, this plan includes our intention to make cash payments uh, toward that wind-up deficit of $6 million every year until 2030. Um, and uh, the Board of Directors and we and the company will uh, constantly and regularly review this plan and make whatever modifications the Board deems appropriate. Um, but uh, I think that we, what we have here is a, a very prudent and measured program to uh, get cash back to our shareholders, uh, get some uh, uh, voluntary cash payments made into our defined benefit pension plan, I think it reflects our confidence uh, in the business and the future of the business and the progress that we've been making uh, in bending the revenue curve and maintaining a profitable company. So I think what we have today is another good quarter. Uh, we have a milestone of zero debt in a few weeks. Uh, we have rounded a corner uh, where we're still uh, uh, extremely aggressively focusing on our operations and on uh, further bending that revenue curve and generating profit, but also uh, these initial steps uh, announced today uh, in a program to return cash to shareholders and to our defined benefit pension plan. Um, I, before we take questions, I'd like to uh, uh, shift uh, the, uh, the podium here over to our Chief Financial Officer, Franco Shinamblo, who will go through a few more of the details of the quarter. Franco? Thanks, David, uh, and good morning, everyone. 
Let me take you through our financial results for the first quarter ended March 31st, 2021. Starting with our revenues, uh, they decreased year over year by 14.8 million or 16.8% and amounted to 73.5 million. The decrease for the quarter is due to the decline of our higher margin digital and print products and to a lesser extent, our lower margin digital service and resale products. This change in product mix created pressure on our margins. Our revenues were also negatively impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, which mostly affected customer spend rather rather than customer renewal rates. Digital revenues decreased 15.7% to 57 million due to a decrease in the number of customers and to a lesser extent, lower spend per customer. Our print revenues decreased by 20.2% to 16.5 million from a decline in both the customer count and spend per customer. The pressure from lower, from lower overall revenues and change in product mix, partially offset by efficiencies and cost reductions, impacted adjusted EBITDA. The efficiencies and cost reductions were from continued optimization in sales and operations and reductions in other operating costs from reductions in our workforce and associate employee expenses, reductions in the company's office space footprint, and other spending reductions. As a result, adjusted EBITDA decreased year over year by $6 million or 18.4%, to 26.6 million, while EBITDA margin was relatively stable at 36.2%. Revenue pressures coupled with increased headcount in our sales force, partially offset by continued optimization, will continue to create some pressure on margin in, in upcoming quarters. Adjusted EBITDA's CapEx decreased by 6 million or 19.1% to 25.3 million, while adjusted, less, adjusted EBITDA's CapEx margin decreased from 35.5% to 34.5%. This decrease was driven by the decrease in adjusted EBITDA as the CAPEX spend was relatively stable year over year. As at March 31st, our total workforce had decreased 6% year over year to 677 employees as increased headcount in telesales was more than offset by continued optimization in other areas of the business. Um, in terms of restructuring other charges, we recorded 1.1 million, consisting mainly of 1.2 million charge associated with workforce reductions, uh, partially offset by a small recovery of 0.1 million related to office closures. Um, net earnings was relatively stable year over year at 12.1 million, compared to 12.4 million for the same period last year, as the decrease in adjusted EBITDA was offset by lower depreciation and amortization, lower restructuring and other charges, and lower financial charges. Our cash continues to build, as David mentioned earlier. As of April 30th, our cash on hand was approximately $181 million, significantly exceeding the $107 million principal amount of our exchangeable debentures, which are, are our only remaining debt, excluding lease obligations. As announced, we will fully pay off those exchangeable debentures at par on May 31st, 2021. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, also, as David mentioned, the board of directors modified the dividend policy and approved an increase in the quarterly cash dividend from $0.11 cents to $0.15 cents per common share, up 36% from previous quarterly dividends. On June 1, following the full repayment of the exchangeable debentures, the Board of Directors intends to formally declare a cash dividend of $0.15 cents per common share, payable on the 30th of June, to shareholders of record as at June 9. In terms of our NCIB program, uh, in August 2020, we entered a normal course issuer bid uh, to purchase up to $5 million of common shares in the open market for cancellation on or before August 9, 2021. During the first quarter of 2021, the company purchased 50,960 common shares for cash of 0.6 million under this program. As of March 31, 2021, the company had cumulatively purchased 324,150 common shares for cash of 3.9 million since the start of the NCIB program. As announced today, the company intends to commence a new NCIB on or around August 10, 2021 subject to regulatory approval to purchase up to 5% of the common of the company's outstanding shares for cancellation during a 12-month period. The company intends to limit the aggregate purchases under the new NCIB program to $16 million. Um, and then finally, on pension contributions, the board approved a voluntary incremental $4.0 million cash contribution to the company's defined benefit pension plans wind-up deficit in 2021 to bring the 2021 cash payments to the plan's wind-up deficit to $6 million as part of a deficit reduction plan to increase the probability that the plan will be fully funded on a wind-up basis by 2030. The deficit reduction plan includes the intention to make cash payments to the wind-up deficit of $6 million every year until 2030. The probability of achieving a wind-up ratio of 100% by 2030 is dependent upon other uncontrollable factors, including items such as market returns and discount rates. The board will review the deficit reduction plan annually. This concludes our formal remarks. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us, and I'll, we'll now take some questions. Thank you. We will now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset prior to making your selection. If you have a question, please press star 1 on your device's keypad. You may cancel your question at any time by pressing star 2. Please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause while the participants register for questions. Thank you for your patience. The first question is from Drew McReynolds with RBC Capital Markets. Please go ahead. Hi, uh, David Navrego. Good morning. Um, and uh, obviously, congrats on uh, all, all of this milestone that uh, you have announced. Um, just one one point of clarification from me, uh, I guess, for you, Franco. Just in, for, for modeling purposes here on pension funding, um, obviously you're you're doing kind of six million annually um, through to, to 2030. Um, just for modeling purposes, is that in in addition to kind of regular pension funding? Just just want to know kind of exactly what what the outlay is here in total. Thank you. Sure. Um, just you know, when you look at our our, our cash flow, uh, our cash flow statement, maybe this will help uh, make uh, bring it home because uh, our EBITDA con con contains already the current service costs, so the regular stuff, 
but on our cash flow, we, we've been trending at three to four million dollars uh, annually. So that three to four million will become seven to eight annually. So it's an incremental of four from what you're currently seeing. Okay, perfect. Um, that's great. And then just uh, with respect to the dependent margin pressure, I, I know that's something you've alluded to uh, previously. Um, from a government subsidy standpoint, uh, you received a little bit here in, in Q1, and, and presumably that'll continue until the actual program itself winds down. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah, yes, it, yes, it is. It's uh, more modest uh, now. Uh, the amounts uh, that, are, that were eligible, we, uh, it was about 700 and, and change uh, this quarter, um, and uh, we, we do expect to, to receive a little bit more in, in Q2 and, uh, and the last items in Q3 when it's supposed to end as it currently is. I know there's, there, there's talk of other of possibility of extensions, and, but it's uncertain at this point what the criteria are going to be. So, Okay. Okay, super. Um, congrats again and thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. The next question is from Aravinda Galapatig with Canaccord Genuity. Please go ahead. Good morning. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, I just have a clarification for Franco and then a bigger picture question for David. Uh, for Franco, um, can you uh, maybe update us on the um, sort of the mix within digital with respect to um, sort of the reseller piece of the, the product as uh, uh, over the um, sort of O&O component? Um, is there any kind of color you can give us as to where that mix stands uh, today? Sure, sure. Uh, our, our print uh, that you could you could glean pretty much from our financials. It's at 22% of our total revenues. Our, our, our high margin uh, O and O products are approximately 36, and then the balance of 42 is from services and resale. All right. Thank you very much. It's great color. Um, and uh, for David, um, uh, I know in this. Um, you know, I think in prior calls we've talked about the prospect of uh, potentially expanding the product uh, uh, set that you can uh, that that you would uh, can offer to your SME client base. Is there any update on that front? Um, you know, have you uh, considered uh, perhaps narrowed down what that could be, or whether you want to move in that direction at all? I just wanted to hear if there was an update. Thank you. Sure. Thanks. Um, First, uh, uh, we, have, um, uh, we have good products, and our customers value those products. Um, and um, uh, uh, most of the players in the legacy Yellow Pages space around the globe have, uh, have been tempted to uh, address the challenges that, that, that we all have faced um, by uh, hoping to land some magical new product, and the siren song of that has uh, has been heard very loudly, with no, with with, with uh, um, a lot of money being wasted uh, in that direction. Um, so we are we're happy with the products we have. Our customers value them, and we're not going to um, uh, waste a lot of money. Uh, trying to you know out Google Google or whatever uh, our strategy which is succeeding um, uh, is different uh, which is um, we are uh, it, it modestly um, uh, looking at um, 
a succession of additional products that our customers uh, are and will be and can be excited about. Um, those efforts are going uh, well. Um, we are adding uh, to, to further address, I've alluded to this in the past, to further address um, uh, bending of the, of the revenue curve, which we had the great trends on right before COVID, and now we're back on track to bending the revenue curve two quarters in a row, so uh, we're pleased about that. But to uh, further uh, address that, and uh, we think dramatically increase our uh, landing of new accounts, uh, we are making important additions to our telesales uh, uh, capacity, uh, and those efforts are going well. Um, it'll take a while for that to start to show up in the results, as you can imagine, um, but those efforts are going very well. Um, we are also, as I said, we're, uh, I think we're right spot on in um, uh, making some modest increases to our, uh, our product por portfolio. Um, our Senior Vice President of uh, Sales and Marketing and Customer Service, Sherilyn King, is with us today, and uh, perhaps she can uh, add some color uh, to uh, to help answer your question. Thanks, David. Um, <clears throat> so in addition to what David alluded to on the expansion of the telesales team in order to help us acquire new accounts, which will definitely help us bend the revenue curve, we're looking at um, a couple of other launches that we alluded to at late last year, but I'll touch on those. One is the partnership we have with Canada Post and uh, we are now having or selling direct mail or targeted publications in our portfolio, which is in addition to what we were already selling in our existing portfolio, we've added that as a new product. Um, as you can understand with what's happened in the Canadian marketplace with COVID, we also launched e-commerce, which has been um, a great opportunity for us to help the SMBs when they are unable to, let's say, have the storefronts open. So we've been able to offer that solution to them. And the third one is what I would say multi-channel, and that's a little bit more complex, but to simplify it, it's one single budget from a customer, and that budget is spread across multiple platforms because it is confusing for the SMB to decide where to spend their budget. So we have a solution to help them with that um, and find the best opportunity to spend the budget across the platform to drive them, their cu potential customers. So those are kind of the updates on the things that we're working on. And as David alluded to, everything that we have in our existing portfolio is, is already working well, and we're happy with those. Thanks a lot. Uh, that's, that's helpful. Do you mind slightly expanding on the e-commerce product, what that uh, looks like? Um, sure. So basically, we have a solution where we are providing an e-commerce website to our customers. Um, and we have the ability with some of our partners to provide shipping mechanisms or payment mechanisms for the customer as well. I see. Okay. Thank you very much. Let me just say, um, uh, we, what we think we are and, and what we will continue to be um, and, and what is very, uh, in a business sense, very defensible, um, and we think we're the, the, the most significant and the best, is the uh, great distribution channel all across Canada for products that are helpful to small and medium-sized enterprises. Um, we have great relationships with our customers. We have a great face-to-face -face sales force. We have a great telesales force. We know the space. We know what, uh, what sells and what doesn't sell. 
We know what tweaks need to be made to products. We know how to uh, promptly deliver, fulfill and deliver the products into that marketplace. And uh, we will sell whatever uh, those customers need um, and whatever they will buy that will help their businesses, in particular in, in advertising and helping them find new customers. So um, I think we have, a, we have a very clear vision and these pieces are fitting in. And uh, you know, we, we, we're not splashy, uh, but I think we're really effective and we're really effective for our customers. And what we sell, what we provide our customers, uh, they, uh, they value highly. So, and thank you for the question. Thank you. There are no further questions registered at this time, so I will turn the meeting back over to Mr. Eckert. Okay, look, we appreciate very much uh, all of your uh, uh, support. Um, thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to being with you in another three months. Take care. Thanks very much. Be healthy. Thank you. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time, and we thank you for your participation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.